0: Stone Cold Locks Give me a hell, yeah. It is Redemption time Like any superhero story There's the origin There's the success You're fighting and beating up the bad guys And then there's the fall Only to be rebuilt Well this is Rebuilding Week For me As I fly through Metropolis Cash and tickets. Two and five last week. Disgusting. I am disgusted with myself. Nobody is more disappointed than this guy right here. And Tyler a little bit because he doesn't like hearing my bad picks. Uh, I took my overall win percentage down from 63% to 55% last week. That's how disastrous that was. Still good, but not where we want to be. 25-20-3 on the season is the record for my stone-cold locks. Got to have amnesia. In this moment, just bury my head into the prep, make the right call in these games. Let's get to these locks. I have one college football bet. I've been combing through these lines all week. I do not like what's out there in college football, but there's one that I keep going back to. West Virginia plus seven against the UCF Knights. What is this line UCF has done nothing to prove that they should be favored against anyone in the big 12, let alone by seven West Virginia, not all that good, but they're not awful. Teams four and three, they've been pretty even down the road this year. Even that first game against Penn state, I was on West Virginia for that one. They almost backdoor covered. They hung with Penn state on the road for about three and a half quarters. And you'll love this. The way to attack UCF is to commit to the run. There are only five teams in college football that are more committed to running the ball than the Mountaineers. West Virginia runs the ball at the sixth highest rate in the country. Big 12 teams covering against UCF when UCF is favored is something I will bet every single time until I see UCF prove to me that I shouldn't do it anymore. Lock it up. Five NFL picks Packers plus one and a half against the Minnesota Vikings every week. There's a honey trap pick that casual betters are going to lose money on. And this week it's the Minnesota Vikings. They're coming off of a win in prime time in front of the country, standalone game against the 49ers. Everybody loves the Niners. Kirk Cousins flashing his gaudy necklace. Everybody loves them. Here's the thing. The, The Vikings actually stink. Bad teams win games, and that is what happened last week with Minnesota. That's what I'm banking on here because the Packers are a bad team. This is not a bet on Green Bay, though. It's a bet against Minnesota. Underdogs who win in primetime like the Vikings did, who then have a road game on a short week, almost always disappoint. Also, teams who played against San Francisco the week prior, dating back to last year, 5-16 5-16 against the spread. Packers cover. Lock it up. Tennessee Titans plus three against the Atlanta Falcons. You're going to have to plug your nose if you bet this one with me. No one in the world wants to bet the Titans right now, and I totally get it. They're platooning quarterbacks between Will Levis and Malik Willis. They just traded their best safety and Kevin Byard. Their whole team is on the trade block. So my question is then, if all of this is the case, why has this shift, the, the line has shifted like a point and a half? Someone knows something. And beyond that, this is just a really good matchup for the Titans. When you dig beneath the surface narratives that I just talked about, and a lot of people are going to bet the Falcons because of those narratives, the Falcons like to establish the run. They have no chance to generate offense if they're not able to do that. That's the strength of the Titans. So they're going to be running into the teeth of this defense that is a top five rush defense in the NFL. Titans win, Titans cover. Do not pick the Falcons in your survivor pool. Lock it up. Commanders plus seven against the Philadelphia Eagles, home divisional underdog. Sign me up for that. And we have a really recent example of how this matchup can go. These two teams played each other back in week four. It took a field goal in overtime for the Eagles to get the win. The Commanders, they just match up really well with Philadelphia whenever they face them. Remember, last year, the second time they played, the Commanders actually beat the Eagles in primetime. And that was with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. Philly doesn't look quite right to me. They did not deserve to win last week against Miami. They got away with one. The refs just gifted them yards and yards. Commanders, find a way to sneak in a cover here. Lock it up. Steelers plus two and a half against the Jacksonville Jaguars. These two teams are red hot. The Steelers have won 11 of their last 15 games. The Jags have won 12 of their last 16 games. Great matchup, but the Jags are coming in slightly overhyped. I've been a part of this for sure. They need a buy in the worst way. They let Derek Carr go up and down the field on them last week. And if the Saints tight end had caught the ball in the end zone at the end of the game, they would have lost on Thursday night football. Pittsburgh has been really impressive. I actually think their offense is getting better. Plus, Mike Tomlin as a home underdog, he covers 78% of the time as a home underdog. 78% of the time. And it could be a rain game. That just feels like Steelers defense playing in the mud. Mike Tomlin on the sideline. Total edge to Pittsburgh here. Lock it up. Rams plus six at the Cowboys. This number just way too big for me. Who the hell are the Dallas Cowboys to be six-point favorites against a team with a good quarterback? I totally get them being favored like this against Daniel Jones or Zach Wilson, but Matt Stafford can move the ball. This defense is not the same without Trevon Diggs, and now you've got to worry about Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. Also, total coaching mismatch here. Sean McVay, I'll take him over Mike McCarthy every single day of the week. Stafford four two and one against the spread this season. He's been one of the most profitable quarterbacks in the NFL in twenty twenty three. And from guys like Tyler, Karen still does not get the respect that he deserves. I'll take the Rams plus six. Lock it up. And those are my stone cold locks of the week. All six of them. I will review real quick. I'll let you gather your thoughts. Tyler, curious how you how this shakes out for you. West Virginia plus seven. Packers plus 1.5, Titans plus 3, Commanders plus 7, Steelers plus 2.5, and, and Rams plus 6. The dogs are barking, 96.9thegame.com in the In the Zone section if you want to check it out for yourself. I'm tired of talking. You go.
1: Let's start with the West Virginia-UCF game. Um, I'm not questioning your betting lean here. I'm betting your character, Brady Kravitz. Come on now. <laughs> I'm not saying that you you can't bet West Virginia- don't throw it on your locks, though. Come on. You can just avoid it as a whole. You just I was stay thinking about avoiding it. it. And you don't I to like, say slam UCF, but just avoid it, you know?
0: That line is crazy. Come on. I mean, if it wasn't so mispriced, like, UCF should probably be favored here by, like, two. This should be closer to a pick em. You're giving me a whole touchdown when UCF has not shown that they can stop anybody in the Big 12.
1: Defin- uh, yeah, I'm not in on that. Definitely some value on them um, or overvalue, rather, coming off a two-point loss to Oklahoma. I do think that's playing a factor in why the spread is the line is so large. Maybe I think if John Rice Plumley was running around
0: last week, I'd be a little bit more gun shy. But the fact that you still have him as the pocket quarterback oh, sure. against the team that wants to run the ball—what have we been saying all year? Teams that run the ball well and commit to it. UCF can't stop them. Even if UCF is up by 21 going into the second half, the cover is still on the board because of the way West Virginia plays.
1: This weekend is such a tell for UCF. This is, I mean, we we heard it. Those, that three-week stretch is behind us. Gus Malzahn said it himself. Yeah. The players in the locker room have never been more together. They've never been more focused on a game ahead. You gave up a huge, huge lead at home the last time that you were in that building, that on that field with fans. The UCF is trying to prove something this week. The UCF community is trying to prove something this week. UCF isn't built internally to be the laughing stock of a league, even if it is the Big 12. If they lose this week, you got to change that whole motto. You are 0-5 in the Big 12. And I believe they won't be the only winless team in the league. I think the Cincinnati also winless still. Yeah. Um, which... what, what
0: you said to me on Monday, I, uh, that had a little value for me as well because you were, you were working the game, so you were watching it at a very granular level. Mm. UCF had the – and when you're watching the game on TV and you're not working it, you're watching it through a different lens. So Definitely. what you said to me, I, I thought rang true. And in the moment, I didn't realize it. UCF generated offense against Oklahoma, but it was all in these chunk plays. Two plays. You can't rely on that. That's not sustainable. Drives are sustainable. And that, and, and that's why West Virginia, West Virginia could very easily win this game. I mean, this, that's why this game should be a coin flip. And I'm getting the touchdown with West Virginia. Why? I don't know.
1: The the good news is, realistically in my head, call me for the homer that I am. I don't know. I'm You're sure. going to the game tomorrow. You're oh, hanging yeah. out with
0: friends. Like uh, you should be a homer in this situation. Oh Let well, me I mean, take, I will. I'll die on the well, uh, West Virginia sword.
1: Yeah, that's today. But I mean, the, really, the two outcomes I see are a UCF pounding, making that statement that they so badly want to make, or Colton Boomer at the buzzer in an ugly low scoring game. Like those right. are the two outcomes, or a slight. West Virginia win. I don't see a blowout here in West Virginia's way, which is good. All right, uh, Packers-Vikings, I, I feel there's a little salty survivor pick in you um, coming out because the Minnesota <laughs> Vikings took out your 49ers last week. That could have something to do with it. So I think there's some shade turned to, towards Minnesota, but I, I like your pick there. We talked about the Titans with Allie earlier and the Falcons. I have no faith in the Falcons. Uh, the Commanders one I'm a bit surprised with, but I respect it because at the end of the day, it isn't uh, a divisional game in the NFC East. While wow, it took me, it took me a moment. NFC East divisional games always seem to be a dogfight. Uh, the Commanders still scrappy themselves, so I, I can yeah. see them covering. That was a bit of a FOMO bet, also because I was looking at when the Eagles
0: played them in Week Four. They were favored by eight and a half. By the way, eight and a half at home, and the and the line is seven. In Washington, so you're getting some value there if you think about the home road advantage. Uh, and I, I remember looking at that line thinking, man, the Commanders plus eight and a half are such a good bet. But they just got blown out, and I was like,
1: I don't know, they're so bad. Well, I'm, now I'm in on it. So hopefully I don't get burned. Let's go to the Steelers and Jags. Steelers plus two at home with that Mike Tomlin stat is ludicrous. That's in his, Isn't that crazy? That's in his head coaching career, 78% at home as a dog. 78% at, at, at home as a dog I mean, in yeah. his career.
0: Now, I do think that some of these Mike Tomlin stats can be a little misleading because he had Ben Roethlisberger throughout a lot of these. That's but true. that's that's where I was like, at the start of the year, you see some of this stuff come out, and I'm like, yeah, does it really even matter? Kenny Pickett's playing better. So it does matter because this team's 4-2 and they do not have the talent of a 4 and 2 team. Coaching is a really
1: big deal in the NFL and Mike Tomlin's one of the best. Yeah, I, I love the Jags, but I just think it's a bad spot for them. And again, Tomlin at home is unmatched and then you got to go to the Rams plus 6 in Dallas. This is the one that actually makes me feel the most queasy for some reason. Yeah, it should. And this isn't I bet on the Rams last week. I I somewhat have gotten over the whole who that who the heck is Matt Stafford. I've kind of gotten over that. With the weapons that he has, with Cooper Cup looking healthy and back, and Puka Nakua being the surprise rookie of the year. Not that he'll win rookie of the year. He is the surprise rookie of this season is what I'm uh, trying to get out there. Um, Yeah, I have some confidence in the Rams. I really do. But you lose at home last week to Pittsburgh, who playing in Pittsburgh is... That's half of the Steelers' talent right there is home field advantage. They come to your house and beat you on your home field. And the Cowboys, talk about home field advantage and getting ahead in games. They get ahead when they play at home. Dak Prescott is such a different quarterback when he's not buried in a hole. I don't see them being in a hole at all in this game. I think the, I think the Cowboys can put up 40 points versus the Rams.
0: Yeah, um Dak Prescott's also been excellent off the bye in his career for whatever it's worth. So I could be stepping stepping in it with that one, but I think that one's I, I just get the feeling like that, that one's gonna go back and forth. Also, real quick before we break, a couple of strong considerations that were on the edge. Sometimes I have these fringe picks. I liked a lot of games, needed to narrow it down. Dolphins minus nine and a half. I don't think the Patriots are gonna be able to move the ball, not buying what I saw last week. Uh Georgia minus fourteen and a half. this team hasn't been covering all year. like you know that's gonna change at some point. Sorry, Florida, you're probably gonna get blown out here, but the uh, I'll be at a birthday party, so I think I'm gonna stay away from that one. Uh, Utah plus six and a half against uh, Oregon. So much disrespect there. Utah is great at home. And then we love making bets like this. This is the night game. I'll probably end up on this. Kentucky plus three and a half at home against Tennessee. Tennessee is not that good this year. And I love getting SEC teams
1: that are decent at home as underdogs. Give me that all day. So those are some other ones I'm looking at. I do, I do like I, – I found myself on the other side of Tennessee quite a lot this year. It was Again, just seeing them at, in Gainesville versus yeah. uh the Gators, and it just – I saw that collapse. I saw the collapse from head coach Josh Heupel from the entire offense. They just laid down when they were in hostile environments. So I, I like LA-Kentucky like at home with the points. Bold predictions for the weekend ahead. We'll close down the show with those next.